okay, you saw it. It seems that my comic book commentary has been exactly what people have wanted. So I decided I'd do some talks, go over some comic books that I've read. This book, Batman One Dark Knight, I actually bought this months ago. Um, the first one. When I know that books are coming out in succession, right? So this was book one. I bought book two. I bought book three not too long ago. So I decided, okay, now I'm going to start reading it. It's just something I've always done. Well, I can't say always, but I started doing. This is how I like reading my comic books. If I know it's going to be a series coming one after another, I'll buy, set it aside, buy, set it aside so I can kind of go through it and read it all at once. Maybe not in one setting, but back to back. So today I decided, all right, I picked this up months ago. It's time to read it. I think stories like this, in my opinion, need to be celebrated. This was written by a comic book artist from Scotland that goes by the pseudonym Jock. Um, I looked up his real name. I can't remember what it is. Irrelevant, but he's a, he's a, a fairly good artist in my opinion. Actually, more than fairly good. He's, an, he's a really good artist. His art style is different. I think his art style actually fits Batman. I watched a video where he went over the account of how he actually came about getting the job of writing, um, penciling, and coloring this book, this Batman One Dark Knight. This is a good story. He's following the events of a prisoner being transported from Arkham Asylum to Blackgate Prison. Uh, the, the prisoner is EMP. And I'm going to read an article in a little bit from CBR.com where they interviewed Mr. Jock and kind of got his take and, go, and went over the book. But it's a really good book. The one thing I'll say about Batman you can almost never go wrong with a Batman comic book. Now, I'm not going to jump out the window and say you can't ever go wrong. But there there are so many cool stories like this tucked away that you might never hear about. Uh, Jock is definitely from everything I've seen within the comic book space, a respected artist. But he's not an artist that you're going to hear a lot. But I think artists like this probably need to be celebrated because you can tell that he took some care in writing this story. Now, I only read book one. I thought it was good. Now, understand that every book is going to have something that someone doesn't like. And I figured versus making my comic book commentary constantly about negative things within the comic book industry. I'll just go over books that I actually like. And this is a book that I actually like. I thought it was good. I'm excited to read the second book. I have both of them over there in my comic book stash, uh, book uh, two and book three. Uh, so I don't know if book three ends the story. I'm going to assume it does because it's following the events of the night. And again, the thing I love about Batman, especially with what 
stories like this is it's so gritty. And I think the benefit that you have in this book that you have one guy writing, penciling and coloring the book. So the theme follows very well. All the panels are very well done. It felt like it was a little bit longer. I think, I mean, it's not a really thick book, slightly, slightly thicker than the average comic book. Definitely bigger. It's a, it's a bigger book. And I, I, I like the fact that they did it that way. Uh, good quality book, very well done. But like I said, because it was a, the same guy who penciled it, colored it and wrote it, it just flowed so well. And it was a really gritty story. Uh, as far as I got into it in this first book, one of the reasons Batman is my favorite comic book character of all time. It is Batman. Anybody who knows me, they know Batman is my dude. So I want to read this article where they talk to Jock, as I said, about this book. And it's actually really good. This article is from CBR. It's written by Greg Katzman. Exclusive Jock discusses Batman One Dark Night. Jock talks about Batman One Dark Night and addresses whether there could be a Batman Judge Dredd crossover on the horizon. When I looked it up, I guess Judge Dredd is one of the books that Jock is known for, something that he has drawn in the past. Award-winning comic book creator Jock has made quite an impact on the DC universe. Whether, it, whether it's Black Mare, Green Arrow, Year One, or countless memorable covers, the artist has more than earned his reputation as fan favorite creator. Recently, Jock returned to the publisher to write, draw, and color an all-new black label story for the world's greatest detective, Batman One Dark Knight. And I'd like to say that I actually enjoy more these stories like this, where it's like a, a one-off story where you just go over some event in the history of Batman, uh, some event that happened in a night or some random story. Like I said, I think these stories tucked away actually happen to be some of the best storytelling in the whole uh, Batman, I guess you can call it the Batverse. Because I mean, really and truly, even though Batman is part of DC, Batman almost has like his own pocket universe within DC. This is always one of the things that I've loved about Batman. He can stand on his own. There's a reason that Batman is probably, I mean, I haven't looked it up. I don't know the stats, but he is probably the most profitable character under the DC banner. Some, I guess, might argue maybe Superman, but I, I don't know. I, th I think Batman really, to me, Batman has always had more compelling stories. When a prisoner transport goes wrong and the power goes out in Gotham, the Cape Crusader must face overwhelming odds as he attempts to transport the villain on foot from one side of the city 
to the other while everyone is gunning for him. With the hardcover collection of Batman, One Dark Knight is um, on sale now, just in time for Batman Day on September 17th. CBR spoke to Jock all about writing, illustrating, and coloring this adventure. Plus, Jock comments on what's next in his career and whether there's hope for a Batman and Judge Dredd crossover. I like following dudes like this. I like stories like this. I could honestly see this being turned into um, or maybe adapted for a Batman film like this story. I think I think this story right here would work good on the big screen from what I've seen so far. One thing that I've, I've always wondered about is comic books already have so much lore, so much history. I wonder sometimes why they change certain things for the big screen. Now, I do understand that some things just don't translate directly from comic to big screen. So obviously some things have to be changed. But I think sometimes some of these uh, producers like movie producers go a little far in what exactly they, they change from some of these comic books, even though some of these movies turn out good. I think some of the changes are actually unnecessary. CBR Batman One Dark Knight is quite a ride, and I'm sure the creative process was one as well, since you wrote, illustrate, illustrated, uh, and colored the comic. How does it feel to finally have the complete collected edition out there? And here's Jock's answer. Um, it was a ride, um, 100%. It was a new thing for me to be doing something on this scale with, uh, with it all riding on my shoulders. And that I'm telling you that had to be quite a daunting task for this whole thing to be on his shoulders. It was challenging, exciting, and a lot of hard work. So it's amazing to see the beautifully put together hardcover collection in my hands, the culmination of all that time, I feel very proud, to be honest. I would be proud myself if I put all that work into doing all this. It's one thing to, to come up with a good and compelling story, but to come up with a good and compelling story and then to actually draw and color this comic book, that had to be a lot of work, the creative process. And look, I've never created a comic book, but I can tell you just from creating these videos, uh, from doing this podcast and a creative process and everything that goes into it. And I, I, I'm doing this because I enjoy it, but there is some work that goes into it. I'm not going to pretend like it's the most, you know, it's the hardest thing on a planet, but there is a lot of work that goes into it. So it, it is um, very, how can I, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Very pleasing when you finally get what it is you've worked on and created out there. Whenever I create a video, uh, going through doing all these things in the background, trying to get the video to look right, sound right, it always feels good when I put it out, especially if it gets a good reception. And by the way, 
there's many people who are watching my videos on this channel who are not subscribed. I got one video that has like, I think it's uh, 6,200 views, which is my most viewed video. If everyone who viewed that video actually subscribed and liked and shared, man, this channel could take off. All right. Anyway, getting back into it. How much did the story evolve and change from the original pitch throughout the process of crafting these three issues? He responds, honestly, not that much. I wrote a simplified version of the three act story for DC, knowing it would break down well into these, uh, into three issue, into a three issue format, excuse me. And the bones of the story are essentially there. I made a few tweaks as the story grew from the first breakdown, but nothing major. And I can tell you, to, I'm not going to say it's like the most groundbreaking story, but it's just a solid story. And I think that's what you get out of Batman. You get solid stories, especially when you get someone like this, who it appears he is actually invested in making good Batman comics. Unsurprisingly, one Dark Knight is full of jaw-dropping artwork. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments to draw? And what were some of your favorite ones to color? That's actually a pretty good question. Thank you. I had a few, a few big splash pages that I wanted to hit hard with, particularly in issue number one. With the larger page size of the black label format, I really enjoyed drawing them. One in particular is a shot of the chase sequence from issue number one, where Batman is leaping across the rooftops against a monumental Gotham city hall. The, uh, that page stayed very close to my original sketch, but grew in scope as I worked on the final page, the larger black label artwork, really suited the way I, the way I ink. So I had a lot of room to maneuver. Coincidentally, that was the first colored page I, I locked to. Um, so this, uh, so that set the tone for the rest of this, of the series too. excuse me, stumbling over all my words. And it's really, I mean, I don't know if I've if I have seen a book that was written, drawn and colored by one person, I'm, I'm pretty sure in my collection, I have one and just didn't realize it, but that's for one person to do all of that work and for it to come out good is really something. I didn't feel like anything was lacking. It wasn't the most groundbreaking colors. And it wasn't the most groundbreaking art ever, but it was just super solid. And there's something to be said for a super solid book. This is definitely a solid purchase. From the title itself to a majority of the story's direction, it's easy to assume One Dark Knight is a dark, gritty comic. But it ultimately turns out to be a story about hope, our ability to endure, change and move forward after reaching our lowest points and begin a new day with the sun shining on us. Talk about the importance of that theme when building this black label story 
and why you went in that direction. And that is an interesting direction for a Batman comic book. This is a great question because that is totally what I was going for. I guess my art is often called dark and gritty, but to me, that's just a veil. I always try to have heart in there. With One Dark Knight combining both writing and drawing gave me the opportunity to bring these exact themes you mentioned to the story. I guess I tried to sneak it in a wholesome I guess I tried to sneak in a wholesome story about relationships, family and support under the pretense of a propulsive, dark, hard hitting Batman tale. And I'm telling you that it is from this first book that I've read that it is. Killer Croc was terrifying, man. Batman has such a great uh, has such a great rogues gallery. So talk about the decision to go with Croc in that third issue and whether you were tempted to use any other famous foes from Batman's world. Thanks. Yeah, I wasn't convinced uh, that I wanted to use any of the rogues of the rogues gallery in this. And I only made the decision when I was drawing issue number two to include Croc. I had him as a possibility on the first story breakdown for DC, but didn't pull the trigger until I was deep into drawing. I wanted the story to feel very street level, so I wasn't sure about including larger-than-life characters beyond our new villain, EMP. But once Batman found himself down in the sewers, it felt appropriate. I could, I could, I could still keep the action grounded but I got to utilize Croc as a huge hulking brute and maintain the feel of the story. He was a lot of fun to draw. And the, the thing, I, the thing I like about the comic book from what I've seen so far is it seemed like a gritty comic book fight. If you have seen the Batman, which I personally enjoyed, I know a lot of people did not like the Batman I thought Rob Pattinson did a great job as Batman year one, a novice Batman. And I think most people who who went to see the movie and had hard critiques for it failed to understand that you're dealing with a novice Batman. This is not polished Batman with all of his gadgets. This is Batman year one, just starting out. New vigilante, just hitting the streets, figuring things out as he goes. And you kind of pick that up as you watch the movie. But I like the brawling in that movie. The The brawling in this comic book felt a lot like that movie. It was, of course, this is a more mature Batman than is portrayed in a movie. But the brawling in this comic book felt very gritty, uh, very down to earth. Um. Not necessarily unpolished, but just really gritty. And I like that feel. When I think of when I think of Jock and Batman, the exceptional black mirror immediately comes to mind. Has your process as an artist changed at all since you worked on the fan favorite comic book or has it remained the same? Certainly no conscious change, but I guess over the last 10 years, I hope that I've continued developing. Actually, 
with One Dark Knight, the large page size made a significant difference. That larger size gave me room to push the scope of the art and make it a little broader. I don't think I'm going to go back to the traditional uh, 11 by 17 comic art size in the future. I love the extra room. It was kind of neat. Um, I don't know if I have another book this size of my collection. I might because I've bought a lot of comic books over the years that, you know, I would have to dig through my collection and see. Let's talk about uh, Clem Robbins lettering. What was the collaborative process like and how do you feel the lettering complemented your work? I loved having Kim on this book. He was my first letterer at DC on The Losers. And to me, his lettering sums up the feel of all the Vertigo titles I loved back in the day, like Preacher, Hellblazer, and A Hundred Bullets. I adore the feel of his work. When he sends me his lettering, the page always looks better. And that's worth its weight in gold. It's funny how when you're reading comic books, you don't really typically people don't pay attention to something like lettering. It's just not something that. Well, let's just say me, maybe other people do, but the lettering is just not something that I really give that much attention to. But it's funny how these little minute details make such a difference in in the grand scope of the comic book like when you see certain people's colors you know okay yeah this this definitely made a big difference and i'll tell you there's one panel in this book in book number 1 where so emp is being transferred and there's some dudes on the street that are trying to kill him they want to kill him before they can get him to blackgate and when they blow up the vehicle he's being transported in the, the way that Jock did the colors were actually very good because most of the comic is is like dark, of course, because at nighttime and then the difference in that page and the splash and the way he did the colors, you almost felt like you saw this truck being destroyed and blown up in real time. It's kind of neat. I liked it. Did you keep an eye on how critics and fans were reacting to each issue? And if so, how did that feel? Did they comment on on the very things you were hoping to accomplish? Or do you feel like some things about the tale were overlooked? I try not to pay too much attention to reviews, but I have to admit on this one, I did read a lot of the feedback just because I put so much into the book. It got such great reviews, I really wasn't expecting it. So it was incredibly heartening. That's good. And here's some of the artwork from one of the books. This is uh, not, not from one of the ones I've read yet. This is not from one uh, number one. It must be from two or three. But it is. It is some good artwork. In five words or less, promote the Batman One Dark Knight hardcover. Five words or less, er, One Dark Knight on sale now. <laughs> Wait, it's on sale. Two words. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. So when are you pitching a new Batman Judge Dredd comic? Ha! Do you have moles on the inside? Recently, 
2000 AD contacted me, gauging my interest in doing just that. Who knows if anything will come of it, but you heard it here first. So that's pretty interesting. A, a, a Judge Dredd and Batman comic. Thanks for your time, Jock. Is there anything else you'd like to say to all the comic book readers out there? And can you talk to all uh, and can you talk at all about what's next in your career? Just a huge thank you for all the kind messages of support with the book. It really has a it really was a labor of love. So it means the world to me. Next uh, next up comics wise is new short uh, new short witches story with Scott Snyder. And I'm talking with DC about the possibility of a sequel to One Dark Knight. Watch this space. That would actually be kind of neat because One Dark Knight, as I said, was actually a pretty good book. Like I said, I wanted to do this because I would like to discuss books that I actually like versus just making videos complaining about the comic book space, even though there are things to complain about. But I think sometimes what gets lost in translation in complaints is you you kind of miss or you don't hear about books that you might actually enjoy and might actually want to read. So I, I think this is one that is definitely worth checking out if you have the time. 